0: Hello and welcome to Inspired Mind Podcast. As you connect with our content, we hope that you will be inspired to grow and develop a better you. Please be encouraged to share this with others. Happy growing. Matthew 6, 33 is one of my story. Seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Now, there are so many ways you can take this scripture. So many people have taken it literally. Um, It's one of the most used scripture by the, the, you know, what the world calls prosperity preachers. Um, And a lot of time we get confused about it. But I'm going to do a little justice to that um, scripture. And I'm going to see if the Lord can help us to bring it home in a very different way. How many of us are ready to understand in a different way? I think that's, well, that's, why, that's one of the expectations we should have every Sunday. Um, you, when you come to church on Sunday, everything is not really new, but you begin to experience and understand them in a new way. Um, so the first question is, what is God's kingdom? What is God's kingdom? I, I don't want to lose you in words, so i like to break it down. What is God's kingdom? What is, what is God's kingdom? Kingdom has to do with a domain and a king. And so, when we say God's kingdom, we are talking about a domain or a place where God is ruling as king. That's what it's all about. So, I want to try and make it as simple as possible. That will be done on earth. You know, that will be done on earth. Bre- See, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking of, we're talking about a, a, an atmosphere or a situation where God's will is put into full manifestation. In other words, we are executing the will of God in fullness. Praise the Lord. So what is the implication of this to you and me? Um, especially when we're looking at it from the context of Matthew 6, 33. Um, it says, seek ye first. In other words, seek ye first the kingdom of God. In other words, seek for the reign of God to be upon your life. In other words, I want my life, I want God to reign over my life. That is my priority that is my priority that's what we're talking about here that's the implication because we are saying that kingdom simply means a place or a domain where god reigns as king that's what we mean by god's kingdom so we're going to do justice to to this teaching today and i pray that the lord will um, increase us in 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 his almighty name in jesus name amen praise the lord I also want us to quickly look at Mark 8. We're going to read 36 to 37. I want us to quickly look at that scripture, Mark 8, 36 to 37. So I say, it said, and, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? This is talking about the priority of the soul. Is anything worth more than your soul? You know, so the, the scripture, the kingdom principle, the principle of priority, God is expecting us that at every point in time in our life as we conduct the affairs of our life we need to begin to prioritize our life on what is important what matters more praise the Lord how many of us have a cell phone in church today come on don't lie you you all have cell phones praise the Lord how many of you know how to use your notepad in your cell phone your notes okay I'm gonna put something on the screen um, I want you to arrange this quickly for me. You see, pri- you see, priority simply means things in the place of importance. I want you to quickly get on your cell phone. Let's do it within t- t- 60 seconds. Arrange this in your own order of priority. I want you to arrange it. Everybody ready? Arrange this. Work, God's powers, ministry, children. Arrange it in the order of priority. Let's do that quickly. You see, ability to prioritize our life gives us a result that is different from others. Praise the Lord. I love, I love teaching on kingdom pr- principle because it's one of the things that makes life very predictable. Um, I, can, I can examine, I can sit with someone and just evaluate how they conduct their life. and I will just for, with almost certainty. Be able to tell where this person is going because god is god is so straight his words are firm he, god doesn't wave sides he's a faithful god how many of us are done with our arrangement let's raise our hand if you need 10 more seconds say amen okay everybody's done all right so what i'm going to show you um i i when i put this out when i put this out um last week or so um, I was getting a lot of contribution, a lot of answers on Instagram. Um, people were, they were all putting in their thoughts and all. And I said, this is interesting. Okay, so I'm going to use that as an example for my teaching on Sunday. All right, so look at the next screen and see what highest other priority is. Now, this doesn't have to be yours. Um, this doesn't have to be yours. But this is mine. God, spouse, children, work, ministry. The church people are so hungry now. Why would ministry be last? That is if you know what ministry means. Ministry is everything you do for the advancement of the gospel. From the beginning to work, we are doing ministry. (laughs) (laughs) How many of you understand what I'm saying here? Because, you know, if I was to ask somebody who wants to be very impressive, especially as a pastor, if I ask somebody this, hey, come here Leons, show me your other part of the God ministry. They will try to impress me. But I don't know if this is right. Hold it right there, but move with me to First Timothy 3, verse 5. 1 Timothy 3 verse 5, it says, For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? Is anybody getting anything? If you cannot, see, let me tell you from the beginning, let's, let's go back to that other priority. From the beginning, if you cannot manage a relationship with God, your first church, you know what your first church is? Your wife. Your husband. It's priority. Adam and Eve made formed the first church. Hello. I tell my children every time, sometimes it, it breaks their heart. I say, I don't love you because I, I, I don't I didn't have you because I love kids. We had you because I loved my wife. It breaks their heart so much. They're like, seriously, Daddy? I said, I tell them, I said, no, 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 no. Don't you guys don't get it twisted. My wife is the real D. I couldn't get my hands off her. That's why we have you. It's not because I was just oh, I love children. No. We only have children because I love my wife. She comes first. You met her here and you're going to leave her. When you go to meet your own spouse, it will still be me and this woman. So my investment, what am I, where, am I, where am I driving this message to? My investments, my everything, the first in my mind when it comes to dedicating my time, my resources my availability it starts with God because if you see if you follow it from top to down when I have God in my life when God is able to be when I have kingdom in me when God is able to reign as king in my life when my life is able to execute to fullness the will of God I will be the best husband my wife who never, who can never ask for and with this woman, we will raise godly seeds. And as we raise godly seeds, of, of course the Bible said that the man who cannot take care of his household is, an infi, is, is worse than an infidel. How many of you heard that scripture? Yeah, so work, work is important. But if you notice, all true from my relationship with God down to my work. I've been doing ministry anyway. So come in on Sunday, and I don't want to break your heart. If on Sunday morning, God forbid, if there's an emergency with my wife or my kids, and I have to be somewhere, you guys will not see your pastor. (laughs) Take it from me. That's the first church that God has sent me to manage. So I do things intentionally. I try to do ministry all the way down. But church takes on that list of five, takes the bottom place. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? That's what the book of the Lord said. Now now let's ask ourselves reasons why we need to prioritize. Why should this be a teaching that we're taking today? Why does God want us to run things in priority? Why does God want us to you know, put some things in a higher level of importance than the others. Praise the Lord. Number one, priority is important because not everything in life carries the same level of importance. Not everything in life. I tell my kids this every day. You know, there are certain things that can wait. You see, a lot of time people try to make you feel that there is something you are missing out when you are not engaging in certain things that do not add great value to your life, there are certain things that can wait. There are certain things that your life needs to answer to at every point in time, such as your faith. And I'm trying to, I'm praying and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to to help me not to make this teaching too religious so that you guys can take something out and run with it. I really want it to be practicable. I really want it to be something you can grip and just, you know, run with it in your life. It's important. That's one of the reasons. Now, number two reason is that we're in a destructive world. This world is very distracted now. How many of you have found out that you had to turn off your notification on your phone? Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a news junkie. I'm just getting my deliverance now you know as people get addicted to drug you know i got almost addicted to to news so apple news will give me notifications cnn will give me notification and so I, so with that every minute i find myself doing like this doing my like this and sometimes i'll just click on one of them and i'm just engaged by the time i look at the time i've spent 20 minutes doing nothing we are in a distracted world there is nothing as good as learning to narrow your focus. The world is offering you so many options now life is offering you so many things that you do not need so many things that do not carry so much importance in your life, in your faith there is need to prioritize another reason why we need to prioritize is the fact that our energy and time is limited How many of you have been blessed with the grace of 25 hours a day? So we all have 24, is that right? So there's nobody here with that anointing of 25 hours who is able to assess more hours than others? That's what I'm talking about. And so is your ability. You don't know it all. You can't do everything. So there's so much your energy can be channeled to. That's the reason why you need to prioritize. So, every day of my life, I always, my, b- before I came up with these five-line questions, my priority is, you know, is, is, is God, family, purpose. Purpose of which church and my church services and everything that I do in the advancement of God's business is in my purpose. God, family, purpose. Those three things have been my, my, been my passion. That's where I put my energy every day. I wake up every day realizing that I have limited ability. I have limited time. I wake up every day realizing that in a few hours I'm going back to bed. What am I going to do while I am awake? What do I have the capability to do while I'm awake? And so I had to keep myself in that place of focus. Praise the Lord. Another reason why you need to prioritize is because someone will demand that you prioritize their own priority. If you have nothing you are doing with your time, guess what? Somebody will deploy you to help you use the time for their own cause. That's why one of the best things you can learn to say as a believer is no. How many of you fear to offend someone when you say no? you need to come to me so that I share my anointing for you or with you because I, don't, I can say no. It took a while before I got used to it. I can say no to so many things. For me to be focused on the assignment of this service, I said no to so many things because I wanted to stay focused. I have so many other responsibilities in the church. I had to leave them. I, I had to request to be retired from them. Please, can you take me out? I don't want to be vice president of men. I don't want to be head of workforce anymore. I don't want to be minister of hospitality anymore because I have limited strength and ability. I'm not even that good. The church is just being merciful, they're just making me feel good. So I can't even function in all those capabilities, all those capacity with the little me that stands before you. So I said, if my job is to ignite and, you know, create the God momentum in this young generation, let me just face that. You can never. You know, mm-hmm. the, one, of, one of my mentors used to say that elimination Is the strategy towards elevation. You have to learn to, you know, look at your life right now. Some of us, our life is so clumsy, it's so crowded. Some of us need to do a scan in our life and begin to delete some files that are not helpful for us. Because we are loaded with so much and we're achieving little. Because we do not understand the principle of priority. Praise the Lord. And lastly, why do we need priority? Prioritizing closes the gap between being reactive and being proactive. That's the best way I could put that. You know, there are two things that we do every day of our life. Sometimes we are reactive, sometimes we are proactive. How many of you know that in a day, you can either be preparing for tomorrow or you can be preparing for yesterday? A lot of people... In every day of your life, as you wake up, you are either preparing or you are repairing. Some people spend the whole of today repairing what they have damaged in the past. That's why when God wants to move you to the next level, he says all things are passed away. Just get your mind off it. So our ability to prioritize, when I'm able to prioritize that my pains of yesterday, my failures of yesterday, my disappointment of yesterday, my the, everything that I've done to mess up my life yesterday, I I abused drugs, I did everything wrong and everything bad. I can't spend today fixing and being remorse. I'm just you know you know feeling sorry for myself why I'm preparing for my tomorrow. I have to prioritize everything that will take me to the next level. This is the importance of priority. I need to sit down every day of my life. I need to think, what do I need to do of every activity that is before me? What do I need that will take me to the next level that the Lord is channeling me to? I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know most of you are just sitting down here and say, okay, uh, Pastor Ayo, I'm just um, I'm just lost in this sermon and I'm wondering, okay, how do I begin to build my priority? Because I don't even know what is what carries more importance in my life. You know, I do so many things, I don't even know which one is the, of the most importance. I'm going to help you by the grace of God. I'm going to encourage you on three things that are very important if you must build your priority. The first is I always want to make sure that my priority must connect to my purpose in life. My priority must connect to my purpose. And let me tell you my purpose in a snapshot. I, I know we all have our purpose, and some people are lost in this old purpose, purpose search. What is my purpose? What is my, when you hear it, everybody just looks too spiritual when they say it. And you are just wondering do I even have a purpose? For me, I don't know about you, but my purpose in life is to be very valuable to God's great agenda on earth. That's what I consider as my purpose. And that just captures everything that I do. Everything that I do is towards the advancement of the gospel. I know that Jesus has a business, he said he wants to go about his father's business. Jesus has a project, project redemption. Project Mind Renewal. Project taking people from the world culture to the kingdom culture. And I consider my ultimate purpose is to be a valuable part of that project. So everything I do in my life, I want to be a valuable part of God's project. So if you scan through your life, if everything you are doing, one to ten activities that is common with you every day, no one channels you towards that purpose that means there's a problem you see when I presented that list from God to spouse to children to work to ministry from the top to the bottom everything that I do is how to be a valuable part of God's big agenda his agenda for marriage I want a marriage that will glorify God, a marriage that somebody will see the hand of Jesus and say, Oh, I, I would will, I will love to be married, or I would love my marriage to be like this. I love to raise children just for the purpose of being valuable to, to, to God's agenda in the life of children. Because they are God's next level of His gospel. I'm excited that I connect so much with the younger generation because they are the future of the gospel. The old ones are wonderful too. Let's put our hands together for our old ones, which I'm part of. You understand? So, number one way to build your life priority is making sure that your priority is connected to your purpose. What is your purpose? Why do you think... That God created you. Why do you think Jesus saved you? I've just told you mine. I feel that I'm saved to serve. I feel that the purpose of, if the purpose of my salvation or my redemption was to make heaven alone, I think Jesus would have known smartly to take me to heaven the moment I gave my life. Then of course, you know, giving your life will be harder. Amen. But you know, the moment I gave my life to God, the moment I found myself, you know, surrendering to, to be used by Jesus, I knew that two things. It represented two things. It represented the fact that I'm going to be with Him someday in heaven. And number two, it represented the fact that I'm kept back and developed and equipped to add value to the big agenda of Jesus. Another reason why. You need to build your priorities. My priority must connect to my expected end. It must connect to the result that I'm seeking in my life. Your priority must connect to your expected end. What are you seeking in your life? Who, who do you want to be in five years from now? In ten years from now, who do you want to be seen as? You see, your priority today. What you prioritize today will determine, will affect who you become someday. Hey Amen. I don't want to dwell too much on that. And lastly, how to build your life priority. You need to prioritize things that are of most eternal value to your life things that does not only affect your life here but even life after now and that's the beautiful thing that's the beautiful place of jesus i'm going to talk about that when we bring the teaching to an end you know you know it's um sometimes i was advising a friend that said uh, um, the world is making us to be more entertainment driven we're in an entertainment driven world everything has to be made in entertainment we're even beginning to package church service now so that it can be a little more entertaining so you will come because even when we do all that some of you say church is boring so the world is just embracing so much entertainment you know people are feeling that they need to be entertained while entertainment is a temporary satisfaction that it gives you Education, especially being equipped in God's Word, gives you an eternal value. I read a very funny statistics. He um, said um, only three percent of Americans carry a library card, but fifty percent has a Netflix account. Come on, shout hallelujah! Because you all have Netflix account. Some of you don't have a library card. Okay, you don't go to the library. You buy the books in your own house. Good. I've given you an excuse. I've helped you. 3%. 3%. I think the day I got that thing, I, I ran to the library because I wanted to just enjoy my card. That would be among 3%. It's a big deal, right. You know, we have come to a world where people want to be more entertained and educated, you know, when you ask people, they pray about things that have eternal value to them. I'm still praying about serving. You, are, you meet somebody, you've not started serving in any department. You say, I'm just praying about it. I'm just asking for God to lead me. But nobody prays about the, 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 the best movie on Netflix. We just watch and we find one. How about you just start serving somewhere? Do you know how many, do you know how many ministries I've served? Before I arrive to the fact that I just want to be in, in teaching. I've served as altar. I've served as teenage teacher, I've served as like, some of you will think I only sing in my shower but I've served like in the capacity of a choir leader. Not even not just choir, choir leader. <laughs> That's why I disturb BK sometimes when I tell them no, that thing is not coordinating because I've been there. Just start serving. And the Lord will navigate you to a place of his calling for your life where he really wants you to function. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's quickly look at Jesus on priority. Um, there's a popular saying, what would Jesus do? Let's look at Mark 1.35 quickly. Mark 1.35. I love that scripture. Praise the Lord. He said before they break the next morning, Jesus got up and went out an isolated place to pray so in other words Jesus prioritizes prayers if you are a follower of Jesus you should do the same because our life everything as Christians is tailored towards a pattern that Jesus has set for us so it's important for us to look at how Jesus prioritizes you know I always tell people that Jesus prioritizes you becoming a church above you coming to church. Can I say that again? Jesus prioritizes you becoming a church than you coming to church. A lot of us are so good and God bless you, you mark attendance every Sunday. But you are still not yet a church. So it's okay to come to church, it's okay to be in attendance, but how is your life being transformed? By the word. Jesus prioritized soul of sinners over their sins. Jesus looked at an adulterous woman, a woman that was already condemned to death and rather than see everything else that everyone has seen about the woman, Jesus saw the soul of the woman. This soul is precious. There's going to be a party in heaven if this soul is saved. And he said, no, I'm not part of this crew. I'm I'm not going to join this gang of stoning. i got to do something else. A woman who could be society, I mean, in in a society could be a total mess. So many multiple divorces. Jesus sat down comfortably with that woman by the well because all Jesus was thinking about is the soul. That's Jesus. Let's look at Luke 2.49. Luke 2.49 said, but why did you need to search? He asked, didn't you know? I've gone about my priority. He said, Jesus, that I must be in my father's house. I must be gone doing my father's business because it's my priority. Jesus prioritized the agenda, the things of God. And I want to tell you that the things of God the kingdom business is not just you coming to church. It's how you live your life from Monday to Sunday. That's why every one of you have so much platform all through the week to do well for the Lord. I was at the workers' meeting this morning, um, of the Mount Zion workers' meeting. And um, one of the, the questions that was being asked is, what is evangelism and how do we evangelize? How do we evangelize? Every one of us have an opportunity to evangelize. I think one of the things that scares every one of us from evangelism is how we have presented evangelism to be such a complex subject. Um, a lot of you just cannot comprehend it. You just, it's just too much for you because you've got so much going on. But evangelism is just sharing my God experience with others just telling people, come and see, you know, come and see what the Lord has done for me. That's why testimony is a big part of evangelism. What is the possibility of anybody jumping in a journey with you, with God, when your life is such a mess? What's the possibility? I know religiously, we we can say, yeah, but let's, let's reason together. If you curse, you hate, you can't stand people. You are are the biggest critics in the life of people. You just, everything you do is just against what Jesus represents. How are you going to connect people to Jesus? The first time I got this understanding of what evangelism is, my life never remained the same. Because when I'm hanging out with people, all I'm doing is I'm looking for an opportunity to jump in with my story. And somebody is talking about unemployment, I can jump in with my story. I've been once unemployed. When somebody is talking about business failure, I can jump in with my story because I've failed in so many businesses. If someone, there's nothing, I, I am so hungry and so eager, so conscious and so intentional to always wait for an opportunity to share the great journey that jesus has taken me through so that i can say to you my friend do you will you want jesus to also hold your hands and lead you in this same journey that he has led me and the answer is always yes because when people are in trouble they are vulnerable one of my pastor friends said if you'll be ministering to your friends and they have not received Jesus, just hang around, they will soon be in trouble. The moment they are in trouble, just run back to them. Would you like to see how Jesus can help out in this? They will say yes. And you lead them. So if you have been, if you have been ministering, you have been sending text messages, like we say every week, send five text messages every week to invite somebody. If you have been doing it, raise your hand. Thank God you are all truthful. No hand went up. If you have been doing that and yet your friends are not coming, don't worry. Everybody will find need for Jesus. It is a matter of time. But just make sure that when that need comes, when they find need for Jesus, you are there. You are the shoulder that they can cry on. Don't, that's not the time to criticize. That's not the time to condemn. That's the time to say, Oh, I can imagine how you feel. I've been there. And you shared the gospel. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Even Jesus taught lessons on priority. He taught lessons on priority. In the case of Martha and Mary, one sister was busy Doing activities like many of us do, jumping from every corner and every doing everything possible to. How many of you know that you get lost in activities to press, to please God sometimes? You really want to please God, so you are just all over the place. But one sat at the feet of Jesus and wanted to build a relationship. I just want to know this Jesus. You know what it is to so sit at the feet of Jesus and be watching him as he's talking? It's like you're examining him. It's like you are like, oh Jesus. What's he going to say next? Oh, Jesus. And Jesus gave credit to that woman. And said, the one who wanted to entertain Jesus, who was cooking, probably she went to the store to bring out the best food. Jesus is in the house. We have to give Jesus the best food. Jesus' priority was the one that wanted to connect. Pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Lastly, how did Jesus prioritize? Jesus prioritized by investing in building leaders. Jesus built 12 people in three years. Some of you have friends you have been hanging around with for the past five, six years. Their life has not changed. In three years, Jesus had access to 12 men. And 2,000 years after, we're still talking about him. I think Jesus must have prioritized his investment on those people. I always tell people that your, your greatest worship, uh, you might not have heard this anywhere, your greatest worship to God is how you treat people. And you, I mean, you can come to church with a very beautiful worship song, lift up your holy hands and and even shed tears when the thing, and you know, let the grill of the environment as dy and his group begin to change the light Uh, they actually change the light now (laughs) as they begin to change the light get excited and get spiritual the greatest worship to god is how you treat his children don't even bother telling me how much you love me if i see the way you handle my kids i mean you want me I see, I observe from a distance how you treat my children. Come on. There's nothing else you can do to me. You can't go wrong. You've won my heart. That is me, human, who is not as good as God. Talkless of God, who is forever faithful. Pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In conclusion, understanding priority teaches us to count what really counts in life. Helps us to channel our limited time and resources. Do you know that even when, they, even when they announce the death of a man at 90, life is still short? Life is short. How long do we have to spend in life? Prioritize your time and your resources. You see, everything done in Jesus, everything done in Christ guarantees eternal value that's why i want to do that's why that's why even when you are doing good the bible said especially to those in the household of faith everything that i do i as long as it touches jesus i will get a reward here on earth and even afterwards i'm motivated but everything you do outside of jesus can guarantee you temporary reward here on earth how many of you know that you don't need to be a christian to be kind there are so many charity and foundations being raised by men and women that are not so jesus focused you know what their reward is they get ovation people praise them people celebrate them they're on the front cover of people magazines and all but i'm looking for a reward that i would enjoy here and the world after that's only possible in Jesus let's rise on our feet i like to read from Mark eight thirty six to 37 it says and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world I always tell people when I read this scripture one of the first things this scripture speaks to me is that it is actually possible to gain the whole world people that don't go to church still make billions they can still gain the world they can have the church. they can have the most flashy cars and homes so it's scriptural so don't ever stay there wondering that oh they always talk about prosperity how come that people that i know that don't go to church they make money yeah it's scriptural but just listen he like, said what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul In other words, it's so good to benefit the world. It's so good to have the good things. But nothing is more important than your soul. Nothing compares to your soul. That's your priority. Let all the fun in this world come. Your priority is your soul. Your priority is Jesus. Your priority is to to yield your heart And let kingdom be in you. In other words, kingdom is a place where God reigns as king. In my life, my life is kingdom because God reigns in my life. Kingdom is where the will of God is fully executed. I want every day of my life, I want to execute the will of God. And everywhere I've fallen short, Father, forgive me. But my agenda is to fulfill his will.